Gratitude is a special gift given to us by God. Gratitude is fundamentally about not taking things for granted. It is being thankful for what we have and receive. Thankfulness is a powerful means of drawing near to God. As Christians, we have a double benefit from gratitude. Firstly, research shows that gratitude makes us happier, even if we aren't Christians. But secondly, as Christians, gratitude strengthens our relationship with God. That's a quote from Lindy Pegler. And as we wrap up our series on gratitude, we're reminding ourselves today about how important this practice is and praying for it to become a lifestyle for each of us. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 173 today, and we are closing out this gratitude series. But before we do that, we are going to open with a bit of worship. And the verse today is... The verse today is from Daniel 4.37, a little different today. And it says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and glorify the King of heavens, because all his works are true and his ways are just. He is able to humble those who walk in pride. And this was Nebuchadnezzar, what he said when he looked up after living in the fields like an animal, crazy, out of his mind for like, I think it was seven years or something. And he came back to himself and gave praise to God. And this is what he says. And so we're going to start with that today. Let's pray. Father, we also want to, with Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and glorify you, the King of Heavens, because of all your works are true and all your ways are just. You are able to humble the proud. And I want to honor you for that this morning, this idea that you deserve to be glorified, exalted, and praised. And we hope that that is what comes from this time. That, that the things that result from this prayer time would glorify you, honor you, and praise you. And, and, and I do that right now. I set you up above us as the one whose works are true and whose ways are just. And it's such a relief and benefit that we can look to you as that one, that you are true and that you are just and that you are worthy of our our praise and our exaltation. And so we give you that this morning. We thank you for being here with us in this time and and in all of the time. Pray that you would enjoy this as much as we do, that it would be a beautiful um, sacrifice to you of our time and our effort and our attention and our energy, and that we are so excited to be sitting with you today. This is a a privilege that we'd get to do not only together on this online thing, but just that we can come in and sit down with you and and pray through these words and both hear from you and enjoy your presence and and ask you things and, and bring things from our heart to you. It is a privilege to be able to do that today. Ask for your guidance this morning as we continue this time for you to give me the right words that you want spoken and that you would speak to each one of our hearts in the way that we each need to hear you from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the last broadcast of the month, which is probably obvious because it's the last day of the month. 
But uh, with this show, we close out our series on gratitude. And I might do an additional show and share some of the interesting research and science around gratitude as a supplement because I've meant to do that all month and it was busier month than I expected. So that hasn't happened yet, but I might do that. So you may see one of those in the next few days. But this is the last praying broadcast about gratitude. And I hadn't realized that I had not done this Bible story yet. This is a foundational story when you think about um, the Bible and gratitude. And I hadn't gotten real practical about it either. And this speaks a little bit to the practical side of that. So we are closing with the story of the 10 lepers that we find in Luke 17. And I wanted to give you a little bit of a foundation about leprosy in case you didn't know this. Leprosy was really common in biblical times. It's a contagious disease. And so before I get to the symbolic meanings of that, I want to remind us that, and and maybe this will land a little differently with us after the pandemic as it would have before, but I want to remind us about how it was handled. There were very clear instructions from God about how anyone with leprosy should interact with other people. They could not come within six feet, does that sound familiar, of other people, uh, even their family or 150 feet if the wind was blowing. They had to cover their mouth and announce the fact that they were unclean. This was a dreaded and loathed disease because those who had it had to live alone or in the company of other lepers until they died or got better. It was generally a life sentence of being an outcast and being not touched. There was no physical touch. The only thing more unclean for a Jew to come into contact with than a leper was a dead body. Leprosy is mentioned more than 40 times, I think, in scripture, and it symbolizes the destruction of sin in our life. So with that understanding, let's read Luke 17, 11 through 19. It says, while traveling to Jerusalem, he, meaning Jesus, passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except for this foreigner? He told him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. That's the story. So let's pray. Father, before we even get started, I ask for you to speak into this story. Uh, I'm sorry, let me say that again. I ask for you to guide me in speaking and praying through this story. There's so much here that is rich that we can pull out of and apply, and I'd ask for your direction in doing that. I know that as we go through life, we get this accumulation of sinfulness, and we need to repent of that. And then there's also this moment when we have trusted you, where you have declared that our sins are forgiven. And as I think about these lepers living with this accumulation of this single event in in their lives, this eruption of this disease in their life, and how it estranged them from their friends and family and their livelihood and their life, it, it completely separated them from community and from their lives. And it was very visible, a very public reminder of that separation. And and with sin, we don't always have that. It's not always as visible 
as leprosy was, and yet still the same, devastating, separating us from life, from you, and destructive, killing everything in our life that is good. And I I ask that as we think about your willingness to go to the cross to take care of that problem for us, that it awaken the kind of gratitude that we see in the Samaritan who turned to you and returned to thank you and give glory to God. Pray that it would awaken in us this complete sense of, of gratitude about all the things, about those big things that you do for us and the small things that you do for us. I can't help but think about that leper, the one who returned. It would It's so easy to have been given some big gift from you, some major thing, whether, whether that's salvation or whether it's something else in our life, a circumstance, whether it's a healing or whatever it is, to be so full of joy about that gift, so enamored of the circumstances surrounding that gift, so enchanted with the gift that we forget to return to the giver in gratitude. And I can't help but think that this leper must have had a lifestyle of, of that kind of thinking to remind him in this moment that, that this was a gift from someone and that it was only appropriate to fall at his feet in gratitude. And I, I pray that that would be consistent with our lives, that we would be so aware that the gifts that were given, all good things, all good gifts in our lives come from you, as James says, that we would not let moments pass. We wouldn't come back to it. He could have gone to the priests, been declared healed, and then come back to Jesus, but he didn't. He turned immediately upon receipt of this gift, returned to you, and recognized your authority to give it, recognized your your generosity in that moment, and recognized your authority over all of the things in our lives. You just completely changed his destiny, completely changed his life. And before he celebrated that, he turned to you in gratitude and honor. I pray that we would do that with every little thing in our lives, that this would become an ongoing practice that when we see good things, we immediately return to you in gratitude and give you glory for that gift, for those good things. He said... Jesus told them to go to the priest, show yourself to the priest. And when, he, when they obeyed, they weren't cleansed yet. They weren't healed yet. It says, as they were going, while they were going, they were cleansed. And so I pray that we would continue to walk in faith and that as those good things are given to us as we walk in faith, that we would then do this very practical turning and glorifying you. He came back didn't he? Uh, one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, gave glory to God. It was public, it was immediate, and it was a, and a change in direction. He was on his way to the priest, and he turned around, made his way back to Jesus, and gave glory to God. I pray that we would constantly be doing that motion, that in a in a super practical way, that there would be things that we would see and that we would then turn to you, give you glory and give you thanks because you are constantly working in our lives. 
You are constantly giving us good things. You have given us things that have an eternal significance, so that we are constantly impacted by the single, singular gift of eternal life. And I pray that we would continually return, turn to you in an allowed voice, give glory to God, and be filled with gratitude. And that he would recognize that in us, that he would grow that in us, recognize that in us, and that our faith would serve us well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, friends, for joining with me in prayer this morning. I am glad to be back. We'll be back again on Thursday if you are a live broadcast watcher at 10 a.m. Central Time in the U.S. And I would invite you to come back and join me again then. Bring a friend with you. If you are a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that format. And I would also love it if you would share it with a friend if you find it valuable. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, and my heart is that as we do this a couple of times a week, that we would grow in our um, in our prayer practice, in our knowledge of Scripture, and in our relationship with Jesus. But the biggest thing is that I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.